This podcast episode is brought to you by Phone Sites. With Phone Sites, you can build a website or sales funnel that generates leads from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any tech skills or without downloading an app. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Nate. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage. It's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it Consider it If you need some inspiration you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey, what's up, everybody? Championship Leadership Podcast here, and uh, I'm really excited. I've got Nathan Hirsch, uh, founder of Free Up, and uh, thank you so much for taking some time today to join us. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Absolutely. Um, I always love asking this question because I get a different answer every single every single time, and we're almost sixty episodes into this thing. The name of the podcast is Championship Leadership. So, what what do you hear, or, or what does that mean to you when you hear Championship Leadership? So it actually took me a long time to, to actually become a good leader or what I think is a good leader. Um, back when I was younger, I had this manager. I never, I only had a few real jobs, but the job that I had the longest, I had this manager who was not a good leader at all. He was micromanaging. He was over the shoulder. He was yeah. um, talking down to people. Everyone was stressed out around him. And I worked with him for years. So when I went to start my own business, that was the only management style, the only leadership style that I knew. So I was doing the same thing to people and my turnover was through the roof. People hated working for me. I almost had this good cop, bad cop thing going with my <laughs> business partner where everyone would go to him and hated talking to me. And it took a lot of reflection, took a lot of feedback, took a lot of talking to him to, to actually become a good leader where you don't have to, to push people and almost like crack the whip to get them to do things. You can set a vision, get motivate everyone to accomplish that vision and then back off and let them take their skills, hopefully which skills that you're not good at. That's why you hire them to, to go execute it and take your business to the next level. So to me, that's kind of how I relate leadership. I love it. So yeah, well, you, you talked about a lot there. Uh, a few things popping up to me is number one, like championship leaders aren't just born that way. And if you're open and you're willing to learn and grow and expand and, and on, on your journey and who you are when you start as a leader, and to continue to get better, like it's possible, right? right. And then, and then the other piece is just, uh, you know, being open to to listening to those around you, right? Not having to have it all figured out. 
it, it, you know, it's, it's just being like very humble and in a way secure in yourself as a leader to, to allow others. I mean, that's the reason you put others around you is to help where you're not, where your strengths are not, right? Because if, if the main mission in the Gulf is the team going or the company going in this one place or this one direction, this one outcome, then it's all about getting them there no matter who's helping you along the way, as long as everybody's in that same vision. So um, yeah. what, what's, uh, is that how you took those experiences? And then now maybe tell us a little bit more about what free up is and yeah, how you use some of those experiences to help you as that championship leader uh, here today. Yeah. And I never, I, I agree that you don't have to be a naturally born leader to eventually become a leader. I definitely wasn't a leader growing up. I mean, take just like sports, for example. So I was on varsity sports teams, but I was never the captain. I was never the leader of the team. I was a team player. Mm -hmm. I contributed. I, I went with the flow. I, I sacrificed for the team, but I was never the, the one rah rahing or the one that people would follow or anything like that. That just wasn't my natural role. wasn't my natural place. And even with my first business, I kind of flip-flopped. I, I, I started by myself and I hired Connor, who's my business partner now. And, and I made him the face. I made him the leader because like I mentioned before, he was kind of the good cop. People, well, he was a natural leader. He is a natural leader and yeah. people would follow him. And then when with free up, now I find myself back in that leadership spot where I'm the, the face of the brand and I run a lot of the teams and stuff like that. And he's a little bit more behind the scenes. So we kind of flip roles there. Yeah. But with, with free up, we get thousands of applicants every week. These are our virtual assistants, freelancers, agencies from all over the world. We vet them for skill, attitude, and communication. Top 1% get on our platform. And then we make them available to online businesses around the world quickly whenever people need them. They just put in a request. We fill them quickly within a business day, usually faster. On the back end, we have 24-7 support in case people have even the smallest issue and a no turnover guarantee. If someone quits for any reason, we cover replacement costs and um, get them a new person right away. So that's really what we're about, the, the pre-vetting, the speed, the customer service and the protection. And we're trying to build a, a bigger, better freelancing marketplace. Yeah, well, so where did, I mean, where did that come from uh, for you? Because I just think of, you know, let's talk about vision as a leader and, you know, vision in your marketplace, your industry and, and what's going on and what you don't like. And typically I think that's how businesses are formed, right? We think we have this different vision of how we could, we could improve on, on the marketplace and really be that leader in your space. Um, so what, what is that? Where did that vision come from? Like, what were you seeing? And then, uh, yeah, where are you moving to? Yeah. So if I take a step back again, kind of relating the, the difference between my first business and this one, um, I started off as a broke college kid. I, I started selling books. I eventually came across Amazon through selling books and I got a cease and desist letter from my college telling me to stop competing with their bookstore. And my, oh, really? my parents are teachers. I didn't want to get kicked out of college. So I pivoted <laughs> and I started doing trial and error, figuring out what products would sell came across baby products, ended up growing a, a pretty large Amazon business. I sold over $25 million over six plus years. But with that business, I was never selling my own products. I was building relationships with different US manufacturers. I didn't have my own brand. No one knew the name of my business. It was Portlight. I was just a third party seller on Amazon. Amazon controlled everything. There yeah. was really no long-term vision. It was, let's just continue to keep up to date with Amazon's algorithm, keep up to date with the competition and the changes. And you're just kind of going in circles. So after doing that for a while and, and making a good amount of money, it got old pretty quick. I mean, you know this, being in a business with no vision, no long-term plan, it's demotivating. You can only do that for so long. And 
Yeah. I had scaled that business using virtual assistants and freelancers. I was 2021. It was pretty tough to hire people in person, college kids, not very reliable. And no one who was 30 wanted to work for me. So I kind of went into the remote hiring world based on necessity, had some good experiences, also had a lot of bad experiences, but I just hated the overall process of posting a job, getting 50 people to apply, interviewing them one by one. And I kind of thought that as a business owner, I knew what that perfect service provider would look like. And I, I kept looking and looking and looking. And when I couldn't find it, I said, you know what, I'll, let's build it myself. And, and that was really where, when the, where the motivation came from. And I mean, my vision is to create that, that perfect platform where whether you're a small business, a medium business, a large business, whether you've hired lots of people before, you're hiring people for, for, for the first time, it assists you at that level, at the level that you need to make good hires, to get projects done faster, if you need a graphic design project done right now, you can't spend the next two weeks looking for a new designer. You need someone who's already vetted to get started with protection on the back end. So that's really how it came about. Awesome. What's uh, who, who are some, some people that have really impacted you, leaders, coaches, mentors that you've looked up to, championship level leaders that, that uh, yeah, have really kind of helped to guide and mold you a little bit or that you have taken, you know, that you've looked up to and, and, uh, and admire. Yeah. So one of the biggest influencers in my life was my aunt. So she was an entrepreneur. She started a printing business when I was uh, pretty young and I kind of got to see the, the whole journey through. I mean, she would, she, she'd upgrade her house like every five years, just getting bigger and bigger and bigger as her business got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then at the end, she ended up selling it out to, to one of her employees. One of her employees actually bought it and she was able to work from home, have pure flexibility. And one of the biggest impacts that she had on my life was when I was in college and I was running this Amazon business and I had some full-time job offers. I got good. I had this degree over here that I never ended up using, but I got <laughs> Dean's list every semester. So I had some good opportunities and over here I'm, I'm running an Amazon business. No one knows what Amazon is. This is 2011. So I started in 2009, but still no one really understood Amazon. People thought I was running like a multi-level marketing scam or some yeah. kind of scam. So right. I, I'm there with like, okay, I'm about to make the, the biggest decision of my life. Do I go out and get a real job with the, the health insurance and the securities? Do I just pursue this Amazon thing? And I remember pacing around my, my frat house front yard, just talking to her for an hour and, and, the, the message that she gave me was, listen, like you can always go out and get a real job. Like those aren't going to go anywhere. If you like this business and you're passionate about it and, and you see a, a long-term vision, this is before I realized that there really wasn't a long-term vision with Amazon, but she was yeah. like, let pursue that. Like that, that's, that's what you should do. You're always going to regret it if you don't. And that obviously was some of the best advice. I, I've never looked back. I've never had a real job after that. Um, and, and that was a big influence on my life. Um, my mom actually started a, a nonprofit too. So she was a teacher who, who didn't like her boss. So she ended up starting her own nonprofit kindergarten. And, and I got to see that grow through throughout my childhood as well. It's a little bit different because obviously I run for profit business and she's nonprofit, but I got to see her really build that whole thing from scratch. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, they're so important to have those, uh, those people in your life that, that can help you kind of, that have, that have paved the way, I guess you'd, you'd say before, before you. So what's, um, I always love to ask and talk about, you know, there's, we all have these critical moments or significant turning points in our life where maybe had we went left instead of right, we could be in a completely different situation. Is, is, is there a moment for you that kind of sticks out as we talk about that? Cause I think championship leaders 
they're willing to maybe go that road less traveled that many aren't uh, that has you right where you are today versus the other. It's not necessarily good or bad, but yeah, is there anything that's sticking out to you right now as we, as I talk about that? Yeah. So my parents tend to be a, a little bit more on the, the risk adverse side. I mentioned that they're, they're mm -hmm. teachers. Um, my mom did start a nonprofit, but, but I think at their core, they're, they're teachers. They save up for retirement refund. They're, they're all about planning. They taught me financing at a young age, finance at a young age, which is great. And I remember I had this really good internship. I had the Firestone Corporation. They were going to offer me a job after college. And this was probably my sophomore, junior year. And I was running this Amazon business and I was making more money on my phone than I was sitting there in Firestone. And I remember telling my parents that I was going to quit uh, my internship and, and they thought that was the worst idea I'd ever told them. And right. they, they're always very supportive. They've been nothing but supportive. They're awesome parents. At the same yeah. time, they want what's best for me, like most parents. And they thought I was making a big mistake by turning down this opportunity that was going to be there after college. And um, it, I ended up ignoring their advice and, and pursuing that the Amazon thing, which ended up being the right decision. And then I kind of mentioned that when I was about to graduate that last week of college, I wasn't 100% sure that I was going to do the Amazon thing. I thought maybe I'd scale it back, do it on the side, get that real job. But I had a few different job offers because I always felt like I wanted a backup plan. I was pretty realistic. I knew that most businesses fail and, and that I wanted to still apply to jobs, still get good grades and all that. And it went down to really the last day of college when I, really, I didn't know if I was going to take this job or do Amazon. I ended up going the Amazon route. Oh, wow. Yeah, you know, um, that brings up some things for me too. It's there's always people in our life that it's, it's not, yeah, they want the best for you. Like your parents, you know, we all know what we know. Right. And you know, they're teachers and that's just, that that's one way of living. They're not, they don't have the entrepreneurial spirit that you do. They're, they're risk averse and, and you're much more willing to take on that risk. And uh, so it's just a diff, completely different perspective to, to them to be like, where, wow, like, no, how could you give this up when you got this? And yet you're over here like, no, can't you see this here? And right. uh, I love to hear that and, and see that. Um, what is the big vision for you? Let's say five years from now, like where, where do you want to be? What, I know you're a goal-oriented guy and very driven. Um, what does that look like for you? Yeah. So right now I'm hundred percent focused on free up. I mean, that's really my goal for the next five years is to change the hiring industry. I tend to be a little bit more of a short-term thinker than a long-term where my business partners are a little bit more long-term. It's mm -hmm. not that I don't set goals or, or things like that. I, I kind of, I understand that we're in a time where things change so fast. I mean, yeah. if you go back 10 years ago and you're like, Nate, you're going to sell millions of baby products on Amazon. <laughs> wouldn't have believed you. And right. if you go back five years ago and you're like, Nate, you'd be running a freelancer marketplace. Like I wouldn't have believed you either. So I try to stay away from like, I need to be here in five years or like I've missed my goal. I'm a failure. Um, but I do want to invest in real estate. I do want to see free up grow and, and surpass the, the $20 million a year mark. I, I do want to change the hiring industry and I want to help startups, whether that's investing or consulting or um, giving back to, to my community. Cause I feel like I wouldn't be where I am today without some of the mentors that I mentioned before, along with numerous entrepreneurs, whether they're clients, partners, people I've just had a phone call with over the years. And I, I feel like now that I'm 30 and I'm, people don't necessarily look at me as that young entrepreneur anymore that's like, take, 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 take. It's kind of my opportunity to, to give back more now that I've kind of gained all this experience. Do you, uh, do you have any other like uh, mentors or people that you kind of take under your wing and uh, lift up, develop and coach and mentor? Um, or do you have any, anything like that inside of your company that 
um, in place? So I have my team of people that are awesome, like Chicky Ann, who's one of my, my top virtual assistants. She's been with me for years, and I can't tell you how much she's grown just as a person, as a business person, um, as a team leader. Um, but I don't have like that, that U.S. mentee that I do want to have going forward. Like I said, I kind of I became an entrepreneur at such a young age, and I feel like yeah. because I never really got a real job. I almost kind of stayed in that young entrepreneur mentality with free up now. And now that we've kind of gained a little bit of traction and people know who I am in the industry and stuff like that. I feel like that opportunity is going to come up in the next few years, but I haven't had a situation where I've taken on like an intern or, or something like that to grow. Um, I've also never really done business coaching and I'm also very realistic knowing that what's worked for me doesn't necessarily work for other people. So I feel like in the past I've, I've been hesitant to, give my generic business advice that might only apply to my freelance marketplace and my Amazon business, but doesn't apply to them. So I think that's something that I'm going to want to break out of over the next few years. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, cause there's a lot of principles inside of what you do that, that, uh, that could definitely impact and move some other people forward. How about a book, like a book? Have you written a book or anything? Uh, I know you have a podcast, it, you, you communicate a message. So talk to us about the importance of that in building your business. And also, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to hear if you have written a book as well. Yeah, so I co-wrote a book with my business partner, Connor. It's called Free Up Your Business. And it, it has less to do with hiring and more to do with our mindset behind business, which again, I'll, I'll preface it by saying that doesn't apply to all businesses. But I tend to run very lean businesses. I, I started both my companies with less than $5,000. I had that hustle mentality where I invested my time at the beginning. I had a, a lot of um, a, a lot of things that, that I do, like trial and error, where I'll try lots of different things, low risk, high reward situations, and see what works, see what doesn't work, read the market, ask for feedback, double down on what's working. So it's really 50, 50 things that, that I do in my that I did in my first business that I do now with free up that if I if slash when I start my next business, I'll, I'll do it then too. And really my mentality of, of freeing up your time as you scale your business while doing things to keep your business lean and agile and, and constantly adjusting to, to the people around you and, and the markets around you. And with the podcast, I mean, the podcast has been great. I almost wish that I started it sooner. I've, I've been a guest on probably over 250 podcasts mm -hmm. and I, I always wanted my own my biggest thing is if I was going to do it, I wanted to commit to it. And I felt like in the first two years of free up me pulling myself away to start an additional project might not have been the best business decision. Who knows whether that was right or wrong, but sure. with podcasting, you get to meet awesome people. I mean, that's how we connected. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's a lot of website benefits, backlinks, SEO, stuff like that. Um, it's a great way to get in front of thousands of people and, and grow your brand, grow your business. So if you're listening, I, I highly recommend getting on the podcast train sooner rather than later. And, and, and the book as well is just a great way for people to know your story, a great way to use it as a lead magnet. We give it away for free a lot of times. Um, yeah. It's almost like our way of, of giving back. We're not out there to make a money, bunch of money off that book. Yeah, maybe if you will, you know, you said you've been on over 250 podcasts. So obviously, you've seen, you see the uh, the benefit in doing that. Talk, talk to some, because, you know, I'll hear some people that maybe just don't think that it's worth it, or maybe the goal, you know, and this is not just going on podcasts. This is really, this, this is true to just about anything in life. They'll work out for a short amount of time and then they'll quit. They'll go on a few couple podcasts so they don't see the fruit right away and then they quit. Like, yeah, talk about some of the benefits maybe you've seen to, committing to something like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to be a guest on podcasts and not just a few, but I'm going to be on 250, which is a large number and, and what that's done for you by doing that. 
Yeah, I mean, part of it is just getting out of the mentality of rejection and anger, right? I mean, I, I get rejected every single week. <laughs> There's not a day that goes by that I probably don't get rejected by someone. And it's part of the business. And that's a good thing. It means you're putting yourself out there. But I, I think for me, it's important to, to come from a place of understanding. I mean, if I reach out to you and you say no to be on, my, on your podcast, that for me to change my tone and get aggressive or how dare you, do you know who I am or like any kind of that stuff, it doesn't get you anywhere. And it's just the wrong mentality for me. I, I, there've been podcasts that, for example, the amazing seller, it took me two years to get on that podcast. I reached out to Scott Volker every four months for two years. And I started working with people in his community. I would send him testimonials of people that he worked with, that I work with, that really loved the service. And now I've been on the podcast like three times. So just because someone says like, no, at this point, you should have the mentality that, okay, like follow up in the future, change your approach, tweak, go out, get more experience, figure out what, how it benefits them, not just benefits you, how you can provide value. And that goes not just for podcasting, but for sales, for pitching PR. Let's say you want to get into the different articles. Um, there, there's so much failure around you in business. And if you're at a point where you're only getting accepted, you, you're probably not reaching out to the right people. You're probably not pushing the limits of, of what you can do as a business owner. Yeah, it's crucial. I mean, yeah, what I hear you saying is, is, I mean, it's just a no, not right now. Right. And it's not even, they're not denying you as a person. <laughs> it's just, uh, and, and the fact that you continue to stay in front of them and eventually, you know, if, if it's meant to be, it'll, it, it will, if you were persistent and committed to it. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's, that's great. Uh, maybe talk just a little bit as we, we're getting here towards the end, but could you talk just a little bit about you personally, like how, how do you focus on yourself and lead yourself inside of your life, whether that's daily rituals and habits and, and just uh, how you, how you uh, track and guide your life personally from a day-to-day -day basis that obviously overflows into who you are and how you are successful inside of the business world as well? So one of the things I learned a few years ago is to figure out when you're most productive and it's different for everyone. I know mm -hmm. I have a few clients who I'm friends with. I get dinner with them and they're most productive from like 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. I don't know how they do it, but yeah, that's that great. is their time. <laughs> right. For me, I'm most productive between 6 a.m. and 9 a.m. That's when no one's bothering me. I, when I wake up for whatever reason, I can focus right away. My brain's churning. I have all these ideas and I can get projects done. So for me, if I'm not maximizing the time that I'm most productive, that's when the business starts to lag and I start to not get as much done as I could. So if I go to the gym during that time, if I sleep in an hour, if, if whatever it is, then, then I really like lose out on my most productive time of that day. So my tip would be to figure out what that is. And then whatever your goals are, if you're trying to become a track star, if you're trying to start a business, whatever it is, spend your time practicing, building, uh, doing your business during that time. Um, the other thing is you have to be able to get away from your technology, your business, your computer, mm -hmm. your phones. For me, I go to the gym 445 every day. I do very intense, high, high interval workouts. I'm burning like 800 to 1,000 calories. It's my way to, to get rid of all the stress that happens from being an entrepreneur. There are stressful days, as you know. Um, yeah. and, and if your body's not in shape, and I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs that they just let their body go because they're so focused on the business. They're working 12 hours a day. When they're not working, they have other commitments, whether it's family, kids, whatever it is. And I'm a firm mentality that staying in shape is a big part of being an entrepreneur. It helps you. It helps refresh your mind. It keeps you going, gets, gives you enough energy for for the week. Um, and, and then also just being able to get away to, to focus on your relationships, your friends, your family, my fiance, my dogs, whatever it is, um, being able to, to actually have a life outside of business is so important. And I think 
So many people are so concerned about that perfect balance, which no one ever achieves a perfect balance, right? That, that doesn't exist. But you should know what the what is the lifestyle you want. Why did you become an entrepreneur to begin with? If you love working 14 hours a day, by all means do it. But if you want to have a family, if you want to have if you want to have time with friends, if you want to have meaningful relationships, you have to put time and effort into that. And you need to be able to get away from your business. And part of that has to do with hiring. You have to put people in place that can run the business without you, that can make decisions, that can handle escalated issues, that know when to contact you when on the weekend or in the middle of the night when it's actually an emergency and not something that they can handle on their own. So setting people in place to do that has also been a big part of me being able to have that so-called balance. Yeah. I love it. And yeah, the question, you know, what, what kind of a lifestyle do you really want? And just really getting clear on that. And that's going to help determine like how your day looks for you. And it is such a individual uh, thing for everybody. So yeah, thank you for sharing that, what it looks like for you. Um, Last question here, as we wrap up, what are one, one or two things that you could leave the listeners with um, that would help them to move forward a little bit in life that they could take implement right away and, and get a little bit better? So hiring is one of those things that they don't teach you in school. Um, and you, it's not necessarily the, the sexiest thing to talk about, but it is the key to growing your business. There are tons of unsuccessful entrepreneurs out there that had really good ideas and they just couldn't execute it because they didn't have the right people. And there are average entrepreneurs when it comes to ideas and, and new inventions. I mean, how many marketing agencies are there? How many Amazon sellers, whatever it is, but they're good because they build good teams. They hire good people. And the difference between having an 85 plus percent hiring rate, success rate, or 20 to 30% is the difference between success and failure in business a lot of the time. And there are very few $1 million a year, $5 million a year solo entrepreneurs. It just doesn't exist. You have to commit yourself to hiring and you have to focus on what you can control. What you control is is what is your interview process? How do you set expectations? How do you communicate? How do you lead? How do you find those people? So if you focus on what you can control and focusing on improving that percentage over time, that is a big part of having success as an entrepreneur that a lot of people overlook. Awesome, man. Thank you. Lastly, how, uh, how can we find out more about you, follow you, uh, get your book, podcast, whatever? Yeah. What's the easiest way to, to get everything we need to from you? Yeah. So I have a Facebook group called Outsourcing Masters. You can come join. We post a lot of content about using VAs, freelancers, and agencies. If you go to freeup.com with three E's, my calendar at the top, my team leader's calendar at the top. You can book a time with us. Love to talk to you about your business and how we can help and create a free account. Mention this podcast, get a $25 credit to try us out. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for being here and taking time. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. No five and no six. I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. And marriage has never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm called to be a leader. I'm a leader, wait, cause I'm a firm believer. We can do anything we want. If I said it, then I meant it. I probably already did it. Consider it done. 
Championship Leadership Podcast. Hey, Bailey. Championship, 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 championship leadership podcast. Championship leadership podcast. With Nate Bailey.